Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. You guys can be seated. I love, 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 love this church. I'm glad you guys are here today. Um, I was walking downtown Orlando, downtown Winter Garden. I always used to call it downtown. I was walking downtown Winter Garden. And I saw uh, Mr. and Mrs. Schistler, downtown Winter Garden. I was getting ice cream, and um, they were at a running store. And so if we combined those two together, it would go really, really well. I was eating, and they were trying to get healthy. And um, we love running into you guys. We love seeing you guys. We love hanging out with you guys. This is, this is our dream job. This really is our dream job. I hope we get to pastor here for the next, I was going to say 50 years, but it's just too long. It's just way too long. I want to get to the point, I've said this since the very beginning, I want to get to the point where I can sit on the front row and make fun of the pastor for wearing skinny jeans, you know what I'm saying? And so by the time I pastor, skinny jeans will go out, the flares are already there, and we'll be back to skinny jeans again. And so um, I want to be on the front row laughing and cutting up um, with, with, with um, whoever will laugh and cut up with me. And um, when pastors aren't preaching, they're not paying attention, you know what I'm saying? Like they're laughing and giggling and having a good time. And so, hey, um, I'm so thankful. Hey, next week's going to be an incredible week. And um, it's our Hero Day. It's our fourth Hero Day. And um, it's incredible. If you've never been part of our, one of our Hero Days, you're going to love it. It's our, it's our one time a year we get as many law enforcement, uh, military personnel, um, EMTs, uh, medical professionals. Like we, we get them all here as best we can on one day, and we honor them the best we can. And so that's next weekend. It's incredible. And so it's much like today is going to be where we have a 9 a.m. service. It'll end at 945, and then we'll move outside to the outside and we'll have fire trucks, we'll have SWAT team here. Um, when you pull in next week, you can see all kinds of cop cars. Don't get nervous. I didn't make a bad choice. Uh, we invited them. And, um, and uh, we'll have a fire truck, I said, a SWAT, and uh, canines from a COE. Um, that day, national anthem in, in the building. We have a color guard. It's an incredible day. We honor a local hero. We're going to honor a, a, a man who has who has served um, overseas and who also has served locally. And so it's an incredible day. I hope you'll come. I hope you'll bring a friend with you. And um, it's a great day to invite a friend. We just honor. One of our values is that we believe in honor. And um, we're going to honor really, really well next week those men and women who serve us locally uh, and nationally and even globally. And so we hope you come. Hey, some of you guys in here today, you haven't been baptized yet. And um, baptism classes this week, you ought to sign up for baptism class. And uh, you're like, some of you guys are like, I just don't know why I'm not growing. It's like, well, because you're not taking the steps that it needs, that you need to grow. And so if you haven't been baptized yet, baptism classes on Tuesday is, is, is this week. You can go to hopeinagarden.com, click on events. It's on Zoom. So you, it's really, really convenient. We've made it, COVID has made a lot of things very convenient for you guys. You don't have to leave your house. And so if you haven't been baptized as an adult, um, this, is your, this is your moment. So come to that class. We have a, a friend of ours. She's flying from another part of the country to be, uh, she's going to be on Zoom this week, but she's flying across country to be, to get baptized uh, with us in just a few weeks. And so if you haven't been baptized yet, I'm asking you if you've been sprinkled. A lot of you, we've, we, a lot of us have been sprinkled. A lot of us have been, as a child, dedicated to the Lord. I'm asking you if you followed the Lord in believer's baptism. After you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, have you been baptized? You know, when you get sprinkled as a child or, um, or Christian, whatever the word it is that you use from whatever background you came from, um, you did that as a child. That's a, that's a, that's a dedicate, that's a, that's your parents dedicating you to the Lord. But when you get baptized as an adult, it's you showing your church, 
your God, that, that you're, you're going to follow, you're going to follow God in, in believer's baptism. And so if you need a really good reason to get baptized, um, I, don't, I've, I have done a lot of research. I've read the book from front to back, the best reason to get baptized. Are you ready for it? Jesus did it. You know, I don't really know. If you, there's no more like, you can't be more like Jesus unless you get, unless, unless you get baptized. Because, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that he did. And so if you haven't been baptized um, after you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, <clears throat> this, is your, this is your moment. Uh, we get to finish up this series. Last night, Diane and I, we lit a bonfire out back. And um, I said, I, I told Diane, I was like, I have really, 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 really enjoyed this series. This has been one of my favorite series. I'm really bummed. I didn't get to preach the first four commandments, which was in the first two weeks. But I've, I've been able to preach the last two weeks, and I have, I have loved every single week of it and how these, we just went right in order, and we put two together each week, and it just worked out the way that God designed it and, and his providence. He kind of worked it all together, so these things kind of just complement each other so well. And so I want to give you a couple of them, and then I want to give you, a, really, I want to give you like three messages today. The first message is this. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, you must not testify falsely against your neighbor. That's not that hard, but we do it all the time. Gossip, slander. So my question that I have for you today on this, this is message number one. Here's the application. Are you speaking life or death? Are you speaking life or death. A friend of mine recently said, hey, I want to give you this um, Bible reading program. I've been reading it. It's really been helping my marriage. He's like, you probably need it too. I'm like, probably do. And I've been reading it. And the whole thing is like, speak life, speak life, speak life, speak life, speak life. This week with our kids, we, it got really quiet at our house this week. One of the morning times, usually morning time is a, it's a freak show. We are running or pulling and, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're like rebrushing kids' teeth that already had their teeth brushed and giving wrong medicine to the, to the wrong kids. Like, it is, we are going, we are going a thousand miles. It got sweaty. I just said, hey, guys, I just want to speak a word over all of you guys before you leave today. They loved it. It was, it was weird a little bit for some of them. Some of them like, this is sick. Like, my dad spoke a word over me this morning. But I think we should be speaking life into people's life. Last week, we introduced the word um, prophecy to you. And so we're, God's called us to speak life into people. Are you speaking life or are you speaking left? One of our values here at our church is we are encouragers. We want to encourage. We got to encourage everyone. Now, I wrote this in my notes a few weeks ago. I never, ever said it. But I'm going to say it to you now because I feel like now it's time to say it. I was, I, in the honor message, I wrote down in my notes that there isn't anyone that doesn't deserve honor. And I don't want to project it onto you. I don't want to project it on you because you may not agree with that. But here's what I believe. There isn't anyone that doesn't need encouragement. There isn't anyone that doesn't deserve some sort of, that doesn't deserve encouraging and life speaking over their life. And so I want to encourage you, let's be a, let's be a life giver, not a life taker. Let's be, let's be life giving. Let's not be, let's not be leeches and just sucking the life out of people. We should be speaking life into people. Everyone's going through something. I was talking to a friend of mine this week. He goes, you know, everyone at some point in their life, they go through this really, really part of the, really part of the, really hard part of life. It's called the transformation period. Come on, somebody, I'm still in it. You know, I'm like, we go through that transformation period. And at some point in your transformation period, you should realize you're called to speak life into people. You shouldn't be testifying falsely against people. You should be speaking life into people. Message number one. Message number two. Exodus chapter 20, verse 17. The Bible says this. You must not cover your neighbor's house. Do not want your neighbor's house. None of my neighbors want mine. They, we, got, we got four kids now. I know the paint's falling off in that house. <laughs> they're like, that's no problem for me. My neighbors, they're hoarders. I don't want their house. <laughs> no problem for me. My neighbor, my house is bigger than my neighbors. Don't, don't, don't cover your neighbor's house. Don't cover your neighbor's wife. That's not a good idea. We talked about adultery last week. You don't want to cover your neighbor's wife. You don't want to cover, you don't want to cover their, your male or female servants, their oxes or their donkeys, their cars, their clothes, their shoes. Now I do... I don't know what like a lower version of covet is, but I do see some of y'all shoes. I'm like, I like those. 
It's okay to like what your neighbor has, but you shouldn't be coveting what your neighbor has. Like, covet, like, I'll do whatever it takes to get that. Knowing very well you shouldn't go out and get that. I was telling someone, I could drive a BMW if I wanted to. I just, I couldn't tithe. I couldn't give to God what belongs to God. I couldn't, I could, I could, I could have a nicer house, but I couldn't take my kids. All I have to give my kids was that house. I, well, the money I use to go on trips with my kids, I, 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 would, I could use that. There's a lot of things I could use to have a bigger, nicer thing. But sometimes we get to the place in our life, we, like, we start taking resources from here and put them over there. And like, we're missing out on this great thing because it all goes back to this coveting thing. This coveting thing. Like, we're just like, we shouldn't want that. Or you shouldn't covet anything else that belongs to your neighbor. And we said this last time, who's your neighbor? Everybody's your neighbor. You should want what you have and you shouldn't want what everybody else has. So the question I had to ask you today is, are you confusing what you want with what you need? It's practical. Are you confusing what you want with, with, what, you, with what you need? I, I wrote down in my notes that you ought to, if you're taking notes today, you ought to take notes sometimes, by the way. Just sometimes write it down, because if you write it down, you're going to remember it later. I take notes all the time. I, I, I learned this. I, I can learn something from anybody. I told you guys a long time ago, I used to, a couple times a year, this guy in the city uh, a well, this is really weird to say this, but he's like a well-known atheist activist. And um, I, he, he, the first couple of years, he asked me to get coffee with him. Every year, I'd get coffee with him, and I would bring my, I would take my phone out and take notes as we were talking, because I'm like trying to figure out where I, how I could reach him with Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to learn from him. I can learn. Leaders, leaders are learners. So I want to learn from anyone. So I wrote down this in my notes. Comparison is a deadly poison. It seems like everybody's drinking it. It seems. It, I mean, and I, that's not like, no one was like, oh man, he's not talking to me. Like, it seems as if a lot of people are drinking this, this poison like we, we call comparison. And it's killing us. It's killing us. We're, we're not overspent because, we're not overspent because we make a, a lot of bad decisions. or because We're not overspent and because, we, because we don't make enough. We're overspent because we're looking to our level. We're like, I got to get what they got. And that's why we, most of the things, I don't, I don't want to give you statistics because most statistics are made up. But like, I, I feel like a majority of statistics would tell you that we're really just buying things to keep up with the Joneses. If your last name is Jones here today, I'm very, very sorry. I don't know any Jones here. I know a lot of names here. But, I don't know but we're really just trying to stay up. And, and then what happens is, is that when we get really, this, this, this commandment is so powerful because it's like, when you get there, the problem is this, is that when we get to where we think we got to be at, we, it's never, ever, ever enough. Are you confusing your wants and your needs? Because you need oxygen. You know, you've, you've heard me say this before. You can go so long without food. You can go so long without water. You can go so long without oxygen. But you can't go one second without hope. Like what we really need is Jesus. And then it's like all the things that come around that, like those are like, like you need shelter, you need water, you need food. So I'm like, you don't know me. Like I need, like I need like a, I, I have a, I have dietary needs. I need a strict diet of filet mignon. Like that's what I need. Like we, you need food, but you may not need filet mignon, you know, like depending on where you're from, you know, like are you confusing what you want with what, with what you need. I, I, we see some people like, man, I want what they have. And here's what I wrote down. You have no idea what it took them to get what they got. Well, I wish. You know what I find a lot of times? I, I, I'll meet moms that are, that, are, that, are, that I'll meet, I'll meet, I'll talk, I've talked to a lot of people, but I meet some people that are like, you know, I wish I didn't have to work. 
And then I'll meet some people like, man, I wish I had a job. <laughs> you know, like we find ourselves in these, in these moments where we're like, we're, we're really, I don't compare. I, the first time I saw Jonathan, Jonathan and I go to the same gym. And Jonathan, it was at this gym and he was doing this workout. I mean, he is killing this workout. I began to compare myself with him. It got worse because he wasn't just doing the workout. In CrossFit, we do workouts and we add weight to our own body. He was doing stuff that I couldn't do without a weight, but he had another 20-pound vest on his body. And he was, I was like, man, that is, he was lifting weight that was the actual weight of my whole entire body. You know, like, I can't compare myself. And I, I went up to John and I said, how long have you been doing this? Because it seems like you're pretty good. He told me how long he'd been, he'd been doing it longer than I had been doing it. You, you really have no idea how long it took that person to get that one, to get what they got. I had one guy walk up to me. He's like, man, it seems like you guys, you guys go out to, to restaurants an awful lot. And I said, well, it seems like to me that you have two car payments and I don't. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I said. That's what I said to him. Because it's just, you really have no idea. You really have, that's funny, but it's like, we look at people like, man, I really wish that I, and we really don't know. We really don't know if someone's miserable or not by how much stuff they have. You, re you really don't know. I love what Jim Carrey said. He goes, I wish that everybody could be rich so they could see that rich doesn't make you happy. <laughs> the rich people tell us, quit coveting. The rich people, lost people will tell you not to covet. We find ourselves in these seasons. Well, we confuse. A lot of people like, man, I, I, I've, I've used this illustration for as long as I've been at this church. But like, well, I, I, I meet with some people. I'm like, man, my marriage, oh my goodness. This marriage, this guy, this girl. Like, oh man, it's so hard. And I've said that it's hard. And then I meet single people like, man, I really wish I was married. And I'm like, well, they're saying it's hard. I don't know. You might want to go have coffee with one of them. And we find ourselves, we wanting. I, I, here's, a, here's a thing. When I was younger, I had, I had hair. And it was curly. <laughs> I had curly hair. And I, I always wished, I always wished this, that I had hair that looked like my boy's hair. When my son wakes up with cool bed head, I'm like, that just looks cool. I had to wet this thing down every single day before school condition in it, shake it so the curls fell perfectly, and then it left eventually right back here, and I'll tell you the time, I chose this hairstyle. It chose me, you know what I'm saying? We find ourselves, and those are like funny things, but we really find ourselves. You know, or Nelson's up here today, and, and Nelson's been in, in church and following Jesus for, for over 30 years. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in that, I'm in, I'm in that 30-year range. It's like, we look sometimes, even spiritually, we're like, well, I really wish I could I used to be, think, I was a kid at Thanksgiving time, Thanksgiving's coming up, I used to say, man, I wish I could pray as long as my grandpa. But he'd been praying to God for so long. I, sometimes you see people's faith, like, man, I wish I had that kind of, I, I wish I had that kind of faith. We find ourselves in this comparison, and Jesus says, we shouldn't do that. Are you confusing what you want with what you need? That was message number two. Message number three, it is this, the Bible says in verse 18, when the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and the smoke blowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance and they were trembling with fear. And you would be too. I mean, they're, they're like, when Moses comes out the Ten Commandments, it's like the best Disney fireworks show you've ever seen. It's like taking the one from Epcot and the one from Magic Kingdom, put them all together, and like, and like it's this incredible experience. Whatever it is, that whatever the best night you've ever experienced, whatever it is the best view you've ever seen, like, that's what's happening. Like, they're like, holy cow, like, God's nearby. So the Bible says that the people, they watch them bring this down, and they say to Moses, says, you speak to us, Moses, and we will listen. Which, that is you and I, because here's what happens next. But, he goes, then they, but then they say this, 
but don't let God speak directly to us or we will die. My mom used to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spank you now, but when your dad gets here, he's gonna spank you. I'm like, go ahead. That's a warm-up for what dad's gonna do to me. I'm like, that just gets things just kind of, you know, ready to go for dad. You're like, it didn't bother me because the spanking from dad was way worse than the spanking from mom. I just didn't care. They're like, hey, we'll listen to you, Moses, but do not let God speak directly to us. I think some of us, I don't, I, I think some of us here today, you really don't want God speaking directly to you. You actually rather me speak to you. You actually rather, like, you actually rather me like, like, wow, I really like last week. Like, because I think sometimes, like, man, the, the voice of Pastor Wes or, or the voice, you're like, I really don't want the voice of God because when God speaks, you have to listen. When I leave, when you leave, when you hear my voice, you're like, man, that was, uh, that helped me. I really appreciate that. But when God speaks to you, you're like, dang, I better change. Because all I'm trying to do is be a voice for God, and I can beg you to change. I can beg you to change. I can beg you to get a group. I can beg you to serve. I can beg you to give. I can beg you to get in Christian community. All things that Jesus wants you. I can beg you to do all those things, but you won't. But if God shows up at your house today and says, hey, don't do that, you'd be like, yes, sir. They didn't want God to speak to him. I don't think they wanted God to speak to him because they didn't want to have to do what he told them to do. And like the Ten Commandments, Moses is reading these things off, and like, yeah, we do not want to hear from God. <laughs> Do not, you know, that letter, you know, my kids are smart. My kids, some of my kids are like, hey, one of my kids, he's smarter than the other ones. He's like, hey, the teacher's going to call you today. And I'm like, what did you do? And he just starts crying. <laughs> I have one kid, you guys. He's just so sweet, just a sweet kid. He's like, he just knows, like, he just knows right from wrong. I think we know right from wrong at the youngest. It's like, Moses, you speak to us, we'll listen to you. They really didn't have to listen to Moses. But, like, we do not want God's voice because God's going to, he's already telling us not to do all these things, starting with putting God first. And now he's telling me how to love my neighbor. I don't even like my neighbor. So then Moses says to him in verse 20, and he says, don't be afraid, Moses said, for God has come in this way to test you and so that your fear of him will keep you from sinning. He's like, God's just kind of trying to throw you like a flag. He's like, just throwing that flag out there so we can stop the game, so we can say, hey, I need to talk to you for a second. He's just kind of, he's making sure you, he's making sure your stuff really is aligned. When I share these things with you today, I'm really just, these, these Ten Commandments, I'm really just throwing that yellow flag like a rubber. say, hey, stop the game. We just need to make sure everything's okay. We really want to stop for just a moment. I was at my kid's soccer game yesterday, and I've never seen like, it's, it's sad because whatever we see on TV, we do, we do, we do in real life. And this kid, it was, it was soccer, this kid pulled a LeBron James flop of all LeBron James flops. And he was like, just, and I heard the ref saying, well, can you walk? And he's like, I really can't. And I'm like, I'm that dad. You know, you know what I'm thinking, Albert. I'm like, yeah, you can. It's not even my kid. <laughs> I'm like, get up, sissy. You know, that's the kind of stuff I'm saying from the silent, not even my kid. I'm like, get up, you're fly, you flopped. Like, I, I've been, it's my kid, I'm, I'm that, I've videoed the whole game, you know? Like, I'm just like chasing my kid around. He's in the goal box, I'm still chasing him around, you know? Like, I wanna see if he's safe. Like, I'm like, hey, get up. We find ourselves sometimes flopping because like, I don't, I'm just gonna kinda, uh, because when God's speaking to us, we're like, I don't really wanna do all those things. I really don't wanna do what God says. I wanna feel good, I wanna, I want, sometimes I want Pastor West to kinda just, kinda, Put it in there and just kind of like kind of just make sure like just kind of make sure that like, it yells a little bit kind of but I really don't want to hear from God because hearing from God seems like it's going to be a lot and Moses says you don't have to he's just calling a red flag to say hey I'm just trying to help you I'm God just so you know the whole Ten Commandments if we can sum it up in this is it is this is like God wants you to live a better life like and nobody's going to disagree with that when couples come and say hey can you help me with my marriage they're not 
they're coming looking for help. And, and God's like, hey, I'm just tossing this out there. Before you need it, I'm going to give you the advice before you need it. Like, if, if you were going to have a problem, it's probably going to be with someone around loving your neighbor. And so I just want to give this to you now so that you have it. And so you don't have to come ask me later. He's just saying, hey, guys. He says, don't be afraid. God's just trying to help you be okay. I realize this in our culture, that fear has become a driving force in our culture today. Just like we, comparison has is, is been crippling us. Fear is, if you have fear and worry and doubt and anxiety, you're actually celebrating our culture today. Have you noticed, like, that's normal. That's not like, you're like, oh yeah, you, you, you too? And I'm just really fearful. Oh, you too? It's like, it's almost like, it's almost, it's almost celebrated. And fear's not bad, but I just think we're fearing the wrong thing. Or, we're fearing things, and we should be fearing a him. And God's saying, hey, I want you to fear me, because if you fear me, then your life's gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna mess your life up as bad. Like, apart from God, you are gonna mess your life up. Like, everyone raised their hand. Like, just leave it raised. How many, leave it raised. How many of you guys believe that apart from God, you're gonna mess your life up? Yeah, I figured, it took me seven years, Debbie. Remember how you say raise your hand, nobody raised their hand? Now I just get ready to raise your hand, then I ask the question. It's totally the right, it just works for our church. Younger people move at a different pace than older people, you know? I'm not, I'm not moving my hands. I got your number now. Like, it took me six years, I got you guys. The next 50 years, I got you. We all, he's saying here, if you would fear, we, we should be fearing God. I think also that maybe it's, maybe it's possible, I, I shared this last night, but I think where we should be having, where we should be having faith, we're really having fear. Like those, those we, we've just, the space that God put in your heart for faith, we've just put fear there, but it's not for God, it's for something else or someone else or I don't even know anymore. God's called us to live a life of faith. So he says here, Fear has become, I think fear has become a driving force of culture. Then verse 21, here's, here's the last part of this message, and then I'll be done. I got five minutes, I'm gonna use all five minutes of it. Verse 21 says this, as the people stood in the distance, Moses approached the dark cloud where God was. Now you and I, we're probably, in this story, we're, most of us are probably not like story, we're most like Moses. We're probably like the people. The people are like, get us away from God. He's going to kill us. Don't let him talk to us. We're going to have to change. And the cloud says, this cloud shows up, and Moses goes directly towards the cloud. He wanted whatever God had for him. But I think a lot of us sometimes our life is we're looking at the cloud, and we're like, I, know, I don't want to go there because God wants something from me. I want to convince you today and just rest assured, God has more for you than he, what he wants from you. I promise you that. Because he doesn't need what you got. He, if he needed what you have, he wouldn't have gave you the gifts that you had. That's why he doesn't take it back. He gave it to you. He wants to kind of just help you get it shaped up. He wants you to use that gifting for the kingdom of God. He wants, to be, he wants us to have a kingdom culture at this church, not a worldly culture. That's what he wants. He wants us to have a kingdom mindset, not a worldly mindset. He wants us to have a faith mindset, not a fear mindset. That's what he wants for you and me. And he's saying, hey guys, if you can grasp this, but here's what I want to let you know today. Last night we were here setting up, and there was a bird trying to get in the window. 
Come on, God knew I needed an illustration today. There it is. Some of you are like, I, haven't, I didn't hear the first 20, th- 20 minutes you spoke, but I got, you got my attention. That's Bert's been trying to get in all day. Yesterday, and now I was trying to get in this morning. I just believe that God was kind of sending me, hey, I think some of you, God's just doing his best to get to you through his word. And if you will let it in, everything changes. Yeah, thank you. The stuff that's broken in your life, you'll actually be okay to get it fixed. I had this crack in my ceiling at our house. And, 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 I, and I hate it. I don't really hate it. It doesn't really bother me. But it's just a little crack. But it has to be fixed. The guy came to the house today and he goes, hey, they, you, you, that, that right there, that, that's a little crack. I go, no, he goes, but it's a lot of money. I said, oh, I, I know. It always seems like the littlest things always cost the most. The littlest things in our life, the 2%, it always costs us so much more. The little things always cost us so much, so much more. And I just think God wants some of you guys today, instead of running from him, he actually wants you to run to him. He's trying to get to you. That bird's been trying to get in for two days. And God's been trying to get in some of y'all's heart for so long. He's saying, hey, it's time to get baptized. It's time to hear my voice. It's time to move. It's time to speak. It's time to live this thing out. He's telling us all those things, but we just like keep on just like, that's why some weeks I yell and some weeks I don't yell because I'm just trying to figure out how to get into, just find the right frequency into your brain, into your mind. And sometimes it's hitting, your, it's hitting your brain. I think some of these questions hit your brain today, but sometimes I'm just trying to hit your heart. Like, I'm just trying to, like, brain to heart, brain to heart, brain to heart. When Nelson prepares messages and when these communicators speak, we're like, does this, does this hit the intellect or does this hit the spiritual? And we want it to hit both. And if it hits your spirit, then we know it'll affect your mind. But we know this, that if it hits your mind, it may not always go to your heart. So we're like, we're just trying to figure, that's all we try to do is, like, how is this gonna, do you think I wanna go around buying stuff from Amazon? As for illustrations the night before, when I think of them, I hope they get here in time. You know, like, we're just trying to figure out if this is going to hit, if this is going to land, if it's going to make sense. What happens when we don't obey the commands of God or we don't follow the, the commands of God? What happens when we're like the, the people and we're running away from the smoke when we should be running to the smoke? We should be running to God, but we're running away from God. What does that look like? When we run away, we miss the voice of God. When you run away, you miss the voice of God. And what you need the most in your life is the voice of God, like a teacher. You need that. I always hate it when the teachers point at me. I'd be like, don't point at me. My dad don't point at me. I'm kidding, he does. But well, you miss the voice of God. Now, like a teacher, you're missing the voice of God, class. You don't want to miss the voice of God. Because when he's telling you not to and you're doing, you're go- you just, you need the voice of God in, in your life. I told you guys, we, we do this freedom class and it's, it's ha- is it almost halfway over? And then there'll be another one next year. I'm in another, I'm in one with a group of pastors around the country because I wanted to go through it again. And one of our overseers said, I want you to go through it again. And God spoke to me on week one. I had all the things filled out. I'm like, I don't need this. I've already done this. I've already done freedom. I had my paper filled out. Like I was answering the things. And, 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 the, and, the, and Pastor Dane is one of our overseers said, all right, just take a moment, ask God what he wants to show you. I'm like, I don't need God showing me any more stuff. I already got enough stuff to work on. And God dropped in my spirit. I think you want to know what he dropped in my spirit. I'm going to give it to you. I think, I think, I think what God shared with me this week, I, I know what he shared with me, and here's what I really felt like he was saying to me, is that the things I struggle with, I, I, if I'm not careful, I will project those onto my kids. And I'm like, run faster, run faster. I think sometimes, parents, I said this this week on social, I think sometimes we're really not cheering for our kids. It looks like it. We're actually cheering them on to be the version of what we think that they should be. 
Those are different. Some of you guys will process that later and it'll say, like, okay, I know what he means. I just want to cheer for my kids. There's a difference between cheering for your kids and cheering for them to be what you think that they should be. Or, furthermore, what I've, people have told me is that really not even cheering for what we think they should be. We're actually cheering for them to be, we're actually cheering them on to be what we wish that we could have been. That's disgusting. We, that's not, that's all, we, that's not, it's not mean. It's just that, that's, that makes your stomach sick, right? We just, <clears throat> We missed the voice of God. God told me this week, like, hey, just be careful. Don't make sure you're not projecting anything that he doesn't need to project on them. And I was like, man, I need that. I received that. We missed the voice of God. We missed the presence of God. We missed the, you do not want to miss the presence of God. That verse trying to get, like, God, the presence of God is here. You do not want to miss the presence of God. You do not want to miss the hand of God. And you definitely don't want to miss the power of God. Moses knew that the power was where he was running to. And the people were running away from the power. They were running away from the voice. They were running away from the hand. They were running away from the presence. That is silly, but you know what? We do the same thing all the time. She's like, man, this, this, this sermon series, yeah, I, you, I'm glad you liked it, Pastor West. It was very hard on me. It's over. It's done. But I hope and pray that we will process these things and go out and live them out, that we will run. If you got anything out of this, I pray that we would run to God. You'd run to God, and you would see all that he asked for you because it's so much. I wish I could explain it all to you, but I'm going to try over the next 40 years and do my best. Let you know God has so much more for you. Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for your word today. I pray that we would live this thing out, that we wouldn't just hear your word, but we would actually do your word. I pray that we would be running for the presence of God, and we'd be running to the power of God, and we'd be running to the hand of God, and we'd be running to the, to the uniqueness that you can do in our life. We'd be running to that. We pray that we would embrace the fact that you have so much more for us than you want from us. Lord, Moses didn't miss that. Lord, and we don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Lord, we love you and we thank your name. We pray, amen. You got thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.